Hello and welcome to the second episode of Engagement Express. Engagement Express is a new podcast series for HR, engagement and communication professionals. I'm really excited to host this show and I'll be giving you inspiration and tips on how to build and increase engagement in your organisations. My name is Katie Siche and I'm an internal communications consultant who has worked with many well-known global brands to support their colleague engagement strategies. Join me every fortnight to hear more about the things you should be reviewing and doing regularly to increase engagement. In this episode, I'll be looking at the subject of collaboration and how to move the engagement dial in an upward direction. In this second episode of Engagement Express on collaboration, I'll firstly be looking at how to collaborate. I've worked for many large global organisations that are created from multiple businesses acquired over the years. This bolt-on style of growth often results in complex, multi-layered hierarchies and structures that make collaboration appear a difficult and daunting task, but it really needn't be. Geographical separation is one of the most common reasons for avoiding interaction with other parts of the organisation, even when these interactions are beneficial to the individuals and to the company. If you're thousands of miles apart and have very different time zones, that in itself can seem like a mountain to climb. Add to that a different language and culture, and it could seem like collaboration is something you would rather leave to others. One of the best ways I've learned to collaborate is by jumping in with two feet first, literally, taking the time to structure my working day once a week to start a little later or work a little later, to speak with a particular person or group I need to know better really helps. Sounds easy enough? Common sense, you might think, but this plan will quickly go out of the window if you are particularly busy or find yourself with a full calendar. This assigning of time to talk to colleagues outside of your region needs to be a formal and conscious decision to cordon off time that is non-negotiable. I recall having 6.30am mentoring calls with a senior leader in Australia. The discussions were mutually beneficial, but I was arguably the one benefiting more so it made sense for me to work a little earlier when we were due to speak. Companies are typically organised by business or sector, and these businesses can sometimes become siloed, creating a situation where employees make little or no effort to learn about how other parts of the organisation run. But how do you combat this reluctance? By encouraging leaders to to talk across the business. In episode one of Engagement Express, I talked about the importance of leaders ensuring they spoke evenly about all parts of the business so employees from all parts of the business would build up some knowledge of areas of the business that were unrelated to the area they worked in. The same goes for corporate functions like, for example, HR, marketing, facilities and so on. If you work in payroll, it's unlikely that you're going to understand how the marketing department works, who the key players are, 
their priorities and challenges. Someone who works in payroll might think that there is no point in learning anything about marketing, but this sort of knowledge will pay dividends. Just ask any long-standing member of a team who has worked for your organisation for many years. They will tell you that knowing colleagues in other departments has paid off many times over the years. For the second part of this episode of Engagement Express on collaboration, I'm going to talk about the benefits of collaborating. So, what are the benefits of collaboration? I touched on this earlier, but wanted to dedicate some time to focus on this. One of the best outcomes of collaboration is the opportunity to build authentic relationships with a variety of clients, some of whom may be out of scope for your part of the business. But if the business development or sales team collaborate often across the business, they will know how a client they're speaking to can benefit from other services and products that your business is offering that might be out of scope of the segment or business unit that they're working for. Think about how your sales could increase if this was the mindset of your BD and sales teams. I have come across organisations with highly competitive BD and sales teams that refused, point blank, to pass on leads to other parts of the business once they had established that their particular product or service was not suitable for the client they had been in discussions with. Think about that for a few seconds. What a tremendous waste of opportunity and potential revenue. On the other hand, if you adopt a mindset that focuses on collaborating, sharing knowledge regularly, this will open doors and introduce the business to alternative solutions and potential new lines of business. Sharing knowledge and seeking knowledge are the main panaceas for most business issues. Think about this example. John in the BD team talks to Foller in the digital solutions team about a client that is looking for a marketing toolkit app that he knows they are working on developing. They didn't need John's solutions, but found that Foller's solution might also not be suitable. But at least the leader was not released without exploring what other services the client might benefit from. In the third and final part of this episode of Engagement Express on collaboration, I'd like to look at repurposing solutions and sharing knowledge. What is good for the goose is not always good for the gander. The opposite of the famous saying is true. One size certainly does not fit all, so solutions created by one party may not be suitable for one set of clients, but what about the other parts of the organisation? It's imperative for businesses to create a culture not only of innovation, but of reinvention and repurposing. A simple example of this would be content. I'm a real fan of taking content and either condensing or expanding on the text for another purpose, like a blog, LinkedIn post or tweet, micro-content personified. If your business delivers a service or product that's not applicable for one client, Could it be adapted for another? How often do your sales and business development reps focus on repurposing your offerings for clients that come to you for something entirely different? When we say sharing knowledge, what do we mean? It sounds like common sense, but 
What is not often apparent is that knowledge sharing needs to be formalised as a process. The perfect example of what happens when organisations put processes in to ensure knowledge is shared and retained is when a long-serving employee leaves and takes the crown jewels with them. Of course, there are processes to mitigate this, for example, handover documents and meetings, but it needn't get to that. Organisations need to build in knowledge sharing as part of their business as usual or BAU activities. If employees are constantly transferring knowledge with team members and outside their immediate teams, the dreaded 3000 word handover document could be a thing of the past. So what do I mean by this? How can regular knowledge sharing become a part of BAU? Well, how about ensuring that meetings have a skills share segment or that skills sharing becomes a regular event or non-event as the case may be? Where members of your team transfer a particular skill or skills over a period of time. Of course, specialist knowledge is not that easy to teach, but no one is looking for a masterclass. What's important is that information is shared and that there is a general understanding about how certain critical platforms work or how tasks are completed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Engagement Express. For me, the biggest takeaways from this session are collaboration is critical. Without it, organisations cannot function properly. You need to share knowledge both within your team and outside of your team reach across geographies, reach across cultures, forget about language barriers or try to overcome them. It's really crucial and very important to build authentic relationships. Don't be afraid to do this because when you do, the results will speak for themselves. I hope you enjoyed the journey as much as I did. Join me in two weeks for the next episode. In the meantime, you can reach out to me and let me know what you think, or if you'd like to work with me further at katerseche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk or via LinkedIn at katerseche. That's I-S-I-C-H-E-I. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere. You just need to know where to look.